Welcome back everybody. This is episode four of the Marcus Talks What's the Point podcast. Uh, Thanks everyone for tuning in again. Uh, It really means the world. Thanks for everyone getting in touch. Uh, It's just been absolutely crazy that, yeah, I'm actually getting lessons and uh, (laughs) yeah, it just seems insane that... um, you know, people are kind of getting something from this, which is the whole aim of it, really. Um, so, yeah, if you didn't check out the last episode as well, I had my really good friend Darren on the show um, talking about his struggles as well. So I definitely suggest uh, if you haven't, head back and t- uh, give a listen to that. Um, this week's episode, uh, it's, it's just myself again. And um, as I go through these episodes, I really kind of just want you guys to understand that, um, you know, I'm coming from a similar place um, as you lot. Um, you know, I've I've definitely had my fair share of struggles, still going through struggles, um, you know, the ups and downs of life. But I do feel, um, you know, like all of the... Uh, all of the advice that I kind of take in and all of the books that I read, um, I, I just really feel it's like a really valuable thing to, to share it on um, to people that may not have um, got to that point yet. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, today's episode is all about anxiety, um, something I still have to deal with every single day. Um, and it's something that probably 99% of the world's population deals with day to day. And, um, you know, the more we talk about these things, the easier, easier they are to kind of, um, you know, sit down with yourself and, and try and pick apart what's actually going on inside you. So, um, yeah, anxiety, the, uh, it's probably, it's probably one of my biggest uh, mental health struggles um, over the years. Um, You know, depression has definitely been the other end of the spectrum where it's it's crippled me, but anxiety is still a day-to-day kind of trigger. So I kind of want to just pick apart my view of it, and these are only going to be personal experiences and suggestions for you guys. So... um, I mean, first of all, we need to look at, you know, what what causes anxiety and what are the effects of um, anxiety. Um, and generally, um, you know, there's, there's two different types. So uh, we've got the day-to-day, which are triggers. So, and these are, these are really things that I, I struggled with, even in my childhood. Um... And, you know, learning more about them and actually kind of listening to other people's stories, I've kind of got to a point now where I'm not on my own and I know that I'm not on my own and I don't feel stupid for having having these thoughts. So these day-to-day triggers could be anything like sensory, so anything uh, that you hear, that you smell, that you see, you know, and I'll just break it down for you into a very easy thing that I I get affected with still, Um, so light, I've always had to have 
um, you know, some sort of light on, like not a light, like a nightlight, like a, a kid, but you know, just something. Uh, me and my girlfriend call it. Um, we've got a bit of a nickname for it called ambiance, um, after ambience. So um, yeah, it's just the ambience of like a room with the lighting, and then you've got the smells. So uh, you know, if you can smell a, a weird smell or. Um, Anything that reminds you of a certain time in your life, that can be a trigger. And then anything visual as well. So anything you can see or touch or, you know, all of these are triggers. So these are like really kind of sensory day-to-day triggers. Um, and they can happen absolutely anywhere. You, you could be at work at home, you know, you could be on a yoga retreat um, and still get triggered into anxiety. So that's kind of your day to day that and i usually call those the 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 veneer so that you know the veneer of life cuz i feel like there's so much more depth underneath um you know what kind of bubbles on the surface so the other type of anxiety and i was listening to uh, jay shetty recently actually um regarding this subject and um he explains it quite quite uh, beautifully really um that kind of existential uh anxiety so it's kind of like a i'd say t- for me it's kind of like a deep pain um it's like a trauma um so you know things that have happened to me in my childhood um with past relationships um you know even in like uh stressful uh stressful things like being in a fight at school or anything like that because you know I was heavily bullied as a kid and you kind of get into a few scuffs um you know and that kind of leaves its lasting impression on you deep within you know the 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 threat of the fight has gone uh, it's no longer in front of me but the the damage or the you know the pain is still deep within so when we're breaking these anxieties down into two different types, your veneer and your trauma, your deep pain, um, it's usually the day-to-day triggers that trigger the deep pain. So they are connected. And the reason I want to break these down into uh, you know two different types is basically you need to be able to manage the day-to-day now because obviously you're probably listening to this if you suffer with anxiety um, and you need to you need to handle the day to day things before you can then move on to the the larger stuff the trauma um, and this trauma could have come from anywhere you know it doesn't it doesn't mean that you've had to have like such a hard life you know you could have probably had quite a vanilla mediocre life and still have some trauma um, that gets triggered, you know. So don't feel like uh, your pain isn't as bad as someone else's. You know, everything's relative, really. So it could be stuff like abuse, rejection, heartbreak, family problems, grief, whatever it is, you know, that's that's going on deep within. That's the, that's the deep stuff. The day-to-day... Um, you know that that's that's the thing that we need to kind of handle right now um and that's the thing we can control actually right now so the the hope is 
well, there is hope, <laughs> um, you know, because on no anxiety, you can get lost in, in like a sea of panic. And, you know, you can really do a number on yourself where you, you lose yourself in your own panic. So, again, things that I've struggled with and still struggle with, like having a light on. And I can remember when I was a kid and it was a Sunday and every Sunday my mum used to clean the house. So as stupid as this sounds, it was it was a trigger for me then. So she used to clean the house. She'd open all of the windows. Um, she'd spray furniture polish everywhere and, you know, polish everything and um, it was freezing, it didn't feel comfortable, it wasn't homely. Um, so a knock-on effect from that, for me, has been uh, having, like, nice lighting. So right now, next to me, I've got a Himalaya salt lamp, like all the cool kids have. But I like the light that comes off it, it's quite a nice ambient light. Um, I've also got some... Uh, uh, some smelling oils, uh, what do you call them, aromatherapy. Um, yeah, so things that smell quite nice. So every kind of, everywhere I go, I've got I've got a different smell in the bathroom, I've got one in the living room, you know, so everywhere I go, there's, a, there's always like some familiar smell. And it doesn't matter if you're, um, you know, the, the hardest, toughest person out there, you're still... A human being and we we've still got these little triggers inside us that can really destroy even the the toughest people um you know so just a couple of suggestions there really because that's what that's what something that that has been you know that has triggered me throughout my childhood just a sensory thing so even even the heat in a room or the 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 cold or you know everything can kind of add to your comfort and it is just generally comfort it's trying to be comfortable in your home um so you know what can you do right now if your environment is triggering you you know some you know this is this is such a general thing because some uh some environments for some people some situations they won't be able to get out of um, you know, it might be a family member that's triggering them. It might be a, um, you know, a halfway house or um, just something that's that's out of their control. And then that that really that needs to be worked on in a different way, which I'll get onto in a moment. Um, but yeah, if you just look at all of the veneer things around you, and the veneer is on the surface just kind of in your uh in your vision in your you know in your smell in your hearing is there are anything anything's triggering you right now i mean neighbors that's a that's a really good one um bad neighbors um you know the the unwanted noise and smells god i've had some seriously bad neighbors in my time um where they smoked next door they smoked cigarettes and weed so um and we lived in a uh a terraced house at the time so um it used to seep through the floorboards and it was such a trigger for me like it 
it was you know, and the music until 2 a.m 3 a.m and it really did deteriorate my my sleeping my health um my day-to-day you know it was something that i spoke about at work it was a really unhealthy um lifestyle and i did everything i could everything i could so i soundproofed half of the house <laughs> bit of a drastic measure but i was so you know i was i was literally trying to get rid of this noise trying to block out this horrible neighbor um i had to seal all of the floorboards uh with caulk like uh sealant you know like bathroom sealant um and still you know it didn't obviously get rid of it it didn't do the trick because there were holes everywhere and cracks in the walls because the the house was so old so that's that's just an example of you know where anxiety can hugely be triggered now if you kind of spot a pattern here everything i'm talking about is external to me so everything that causes me anxiety is external to me right now um so like the sight the smell uh the neighbors you know everything was kind of out of uh out of my body now the other type of veneer uh day-to-day triggers are going to be your negative thoughts so this is something that um i've worked on a lot because for me it was a it was a big struggle trying to kind of identify that i wasn't my mental illness you know i wasn't this depression that was inside of me i wasn't my anxiety that was inside of me you know it was such a such a kind of journey for me and again you know it it i started to really break it down and really get into it and just understand that actually the the triggers that like are in a room the neighbors you know your lights are kind of no different in this moment to my thoughts because my thoughts are not me and this blew my mind when i kind of really worked that out my thoughts are not me i'm you know if you ever feel like you're talking to yourself you're talking to your mind you're having a conversation with your mind and your mind and your thoughts are not you and that really helped me get some distance from uh from these triggers because the triggers on the outside I could control to a certain degree neighbors were just horrific so that was a different level of neighbor but like you know my salt lamp my aromatherapy uh you know the 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 heating or whatever I can control that but thoughts I thought I couldn't control but over time I've started to really kind of pick apart where these negative thoughts are coming from and really start to shelve them like literally take them out of my head and put them on a shelf and it sounds ridiculous to skeptical people or stubborn people that may be listening but 
these these I was I was so skeptical and I was so stubborn but I was desperate to do something to to help myself um you know break out of this lifetime's worth of mental illness so doing these things and then starting to see positive results and then doing them again and doing them again you know and before I knew it I I I got to a place where okay this isn't as bad and as crippling as uh as it once was you know because if you get a trigger what happens is your body reacts to that trigger with an emotion and that's why it feels so personal that's why it feels like it's inside you and you cannot get rid of it because your body is literally in fight or flight mode it's reacting primarily you know like there was a tiger outside or um you know these are your these are your uh, this is your body literally reacting to a thought or a smell or a sense okay so notice how all of these things are different so start to really kind of get some space between everything here and once i started doing this i i could really start to give myself some space and time and reflection and don't get me wrong like when anxiety comes it's it comes you know and i get i still get scared i still have to slow my breathing down you know i still have to kind of find something to touch to get me back into the present moment and you know for for the skeptics out there and for the stubborn it this all all of this seems quite you know um pansy like um such a non politically correct word there but you know people still use these terms like it's such a a weak thing to do but it's not these these things aren't weak to go through you know even the greatest strongest people have had to deal with at some point in their life these mental struggles so there are things you can do now to to deal with the day to day again a suggestion would be if you if you're triggered by light smell anything sensory why don't you just be kind to yourself and you know paint that wall if you want to paint was a trigger for me actually so maybe not paint the wall <laughs> if you get triggered by paint i didn't like the smell of paint um but yeah like treat yourself to a new a new light or a new plant you know a bit of greenery just all of these things to make your environment right now a better place to be because when you're in a better place when you're surrounded by a better uh, environment you can handle this this storm in a you know from a from a place of comfort really so and the other the other things to deal with it right now so when you're anxious you'll get tight chested you'll feel like something's wrong um you know you'll feel like you're the only one in this one massive thing for me was to trust myself okay because where the trust wasn't 
that's where I'd lose it. I would get into a massive mess uh, in my headspace. You know, it wasn't a good place to be. Uh, breathing. So if you can in this present moment, if you're suffering from anxiety right now and you've got a, a thumping heartbeat and you know you, you just feel like a little bit like an accident waiting to happen, um, breathing is massive because what, what breathing does is it kind of realigns you into the present moment. It reminds your mind that you have to breathe, even though we do it, you know, unconsciously all through the, the you know, all through our life, really. Um, it'll bring your mind back to something that, that is actually working, that is present, and that you are actually breathing. Okay, so usually I like to uh, take a deep breath in and a really big breath out. And this is something me and my girlfriend do quite often. Because we both suffer with anxiety, it's a thing, you know. I've, I don't think I've met one person in my life that doesn't, um, you know, they may not have labelled it anxiety. And I'm a strong believer in um, detachment from labels as well. But they may not have labelled it and pigeonholed it in that arena. But, you know, they do show, uh, you know aspects of anxiety within their personality so it's something that everyone goes through so yeah this is something me and my girlfriend do and we literally take a really deep breath in and a really really deep breath out because what you're doing when you breathe that uh when you breathe out you you can literally feel everything falling off you you can just feel all of that stress that you're carrying in your shoulders and it just literally kind of just washes away with that big breath out um it was a, again this was another thing uh, as a skeptic and as uh you know someone that didn't hadn't been on this journey yet breathing and breathing loudly was a trigger <laughs> so um you know, especially when you're in a space with someone else, you know, if you're in a space with someone else, like your partner or a friend, and you breathe out really deeply, to them, it seems like you're annoyed, you're, you know, you're peed off about something, whatever. And this is a really good way, or a good time, actually, to talk to people about it. And again, um, this is something my, me and my girlfriend do all the time. Whenever we have anything, any anxiety, whatever it is, we bring it to the surface and speak it to each other. And what that does is allows the other person to understand that me being cold or me pulling back or me not being as forward with them is not them it gives them the space and the time to think actually he's just told me he's a little bit anxious right now you know he could do with um just five minutes or you know we could do with talking it over but at least i have brought it to the table and said look i'm just struggling with something right now 
um, or you know I'm just a little bit tight chested right now can we sit down or wh whatever it is but the fact of the matter is I've created there a platform for both of us or whoever it is but for both of us to share how we feel okay and it's a really good thing because you'll find that those little triggers that trigger into fights in a relationship or fights with friends don't become triggers anymore or you feel them becoming a trigger but you're like hang on you know they've just told me that something's not quite right I'm not going to react in that way to what they've just told me or what they've just done because they've told me they're in this space. So, you know, it really gives the other person or whoever it is in your in your circle, um, you know, the time to reflect on what you've just told them and not to react. And if they are reacting or if they are abusive or manipulative or, you know, toxic, we do all have these people around us toxic people people that aren't good for us you know <laughs> these these kind of people are never ever ever gonna not get offended by you saying oh, i just i need five minutes or i'm just having a bit of a struggle right now you know to some people that's a trigger in them and i'll be honest you've got to let them deal with their stuff you deal with yours let other people deal with theirs okay because you know if you're not looking after yourself correctly how can you manage to be a good person or be there for someone or you know you need to sort yourself out first even you know this is a big one i wholeheartedly put my child first before me but if i'm not right if I'm not sorted, if I haven't found happiness and peace, how can I be a good father? You know? Of course I will always put my, my child first, but how can I be a good father if I'm struggling with all of this stuff and trying to be a fun, funky, cool dad doing loads of stuff? You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. So this is, again, working on yourself and just making sure that you're coming from um, a place of self-compassion because if you can love yourself and start to really dig into that because a lot of us hate ourselves if you can really start to dig in and love yourself that love will just bleed out onto other people friends family whoever okay so Different types of day-to-day -day triggers. We've talked about the sensory. Um, you know, we've talked about like uh, relationship triggers and bringing stuff up during a conversation if you feel a certain way. Um, another thing for me, uh, and this is this is something that you know I'm I'm one of those kids that just flew through school, didn't do very well. You know, um, yes, I've done I've done well for myself in my uh, in my businesses, but not without its challenges and not without its failures. Trust me. Um, 
but some I've, I've literally just flown through life without an action plan or a strategy or you know you kind of just cope day to day to day and I think it's really important especially with anxiety to start to get some structure and really start to understand your core key values like what you value as a person and your boundaries god if i'd have known that word years ago you know i wouldn't have walked over people's boundaries they wouldn't have walked over mine you know we'd we'd all be in a healthier kind of place with certain people but just understanding structures and having a structure a plan a goal whatever it is for each day is going to start to kind of help you navigate where you should be i'm not talking about i need a i need a rolex right now i need a ferrari right now you know i need to go on holiday right now i'm just talking about yourself you know see yourself as as a battery that needs charging and it can be used so you know things that need to to be done during the day are one of those things self-compassion you know because how many times do we talk to ourselves negatively throughout the day every single day like you know when you do something good why don't we praise ourselves why do we feel inadequate why do we f- still feel like we we're not worthy of that negative self talk sorry we're not worthy of that positive self talk um why do we feel that what is it about it that we don't feel is real you know really starting to get to a place where and trust me i still do it day after day negative self talk it still creeps in get to a place where you can flip it over straight away you can take your negative but i tell you what my battery needs that positive back so think of something that you've done or you can do today that is going to bring you back that positive and i'm talking whether it's just acknowledging that you want the positive because that's really cool that's really good you're not just accepting the negative and going oh i'm crap you're literally saying no i want a positive that's really good you can start there but doing something like small acts of uh uh you know kindness maybe to a uh, an animal or maybe to uh holding the door for someone or saying thank you you know all of these things that oh okay i can be a good person i can start to feel better about myself and society and i can really start to make a difference so um i want to talk a little bit more about the trauma side the really deep anxiety that these day-to-day triggers uh really trigger you know um they come up quite a lot with um you know relationships 
mainly relationships. You know, a lot of people go through a relationship of some sort. They want to fall in love. Um, you know, they want to have that partner in crime. Um, and you'll see most of your trauma and challenges through life um, leak into a relationship. Um, you know, because again, this comes down to like the structure. You haven't told the other person uh, your values or what you expect of them or um, you haven't told them about your trauma or your triggers. So being completely honest with everyone listening, honesty is absolutely the number one. It's absolutely the number one because, you know, these these triggers, these anxieties that you've got inside of you, if you're hiding them from your partner or someone that you love or respect or a family member, how can you expect them to navigate around something they don't know about? How can you expect them not to trigger you? Do you see what I mean? If you don't be if you don't become vulnerable and I know being vulnerable is it's a big one for a lot of people. So for the skeptics out there and you know the the hard-nosed people because I was I was one of those I I rejected every kind of self-help book ever. Um being vulnerable means literally laying yourself bare to someone and this is scary it's the biggest scariest thing that you could ever do but trust me when i say if you can be vulnerable with someone if you can tell them your pain and if you can you know i'm not tell- i'm not saying like tell everyone but if you've fallen in love and you've got a really good connection with someone, be vulnerable. Tell them the way you feel. Tell them what triggers you. Tell them, you know, because if they know the truth of who you are and where you've come from and the challenges you've been through, they can better supply you with a platform for that relationship to get better. They can better supply you with all of the things that you need as a person to thrive in that relationship. You know, ultimately, we need to sort ourselves out. But if you're in a team, it shouldn't be you against them. It should never be like that. You know, if you've got a problem, you need to face that problem together. And these anxiety triggers... Why haven't they texted me back? Why do I feel lonely? Why, you know, I don't feel attractive. Um, You know, all of these very, very, very deep trauma uh, anxieties that get triggered in modern day society or by someone that doesn't know that you have these triggers being open and honest with them from day one is the best thing you can do. And there's there are triggers out there, like, 
me and my girlfriend call it trigonometry because, you know, everything has a certain trigger involved with it. You know, everything will make you react or, uh, you know, go inward or, you know, retract or whatever. Um, but this is this is a really good thing to do. Vun- be vulnerable. God, if I if I'd have only known that in my early 20s, you know, half of my terrible relationships wouldn't have been so bad. You know, ultimately, th- th- those people weren't for me. But, you know, we wouldn't have had to go through some of the horrible things that we went through um, as people that ultimately then causes more pain further on down the line. Because then if you don't deal with your stuff, if you don't deal with these anxieties, they bleed into your new relationships. They bleed into your new friendships. You expect uh, people to fail you and you expect yourself to fail you, you know. This stops now. If you've had a lifetime of it, it stops. It's insanity to want to keep it going. And the fact that you're listening to this podcast and the fact that you're this far in means that you are on the right path and you want to make a change. Okay, so these really embedded trauma anxieties will come from, some of them, you know, from a baby. But, you know, some of them, toddler, childhood, uh, first school, second school, whatever, bullying, wherever it is, whatever it's done to you, you're still harbouring all of that and you still get triggered. If someone told you you were ugly... Uh, 20 years ago and you still believe it today that's insanity you you need to drop that you need to not care get to a point where you do not care about that person or that comment you know so my advice on this deep trauma and I'll be brutally honest Everything starts with you, okay? So you need to want to change. You need to want to change. You've got to feel like you need to change. You cannot put your loved ones, people you respect, through your pain. You're bringing it with you. These anxieties, you know, about perceived threats that are coming up and... Will she hurt me if she leaves me? Or will I get cheated on? Or, you know, these are all because of past trauma. It's a perceived threat. It's not real. And I'm not saying that there are not hardships that are coming up for you. Like a test, an exam, uh, a court case or whatever it is. There's not something coming up for you that... Um, doesn't need your attention. But if you can come from a stable place right now and get your feet firmly on the ground, I'll bet you can get through that potentially life, uh, you know, that life-changing anxiety trigger in the future. 
I bet you can get through that no problem. But right now you need to ground yourself, okay? So the deep trauma, my brutal honest truth, if it's really, really deep and you keep making the same mistakes and, you know, talk to people, maybe even see a therapist, So therapist is a word that's so loaded with negativity. Why isn't therapist a positive word? I've got a therapist. My friend Darren, who was on the last uh, episode, has a therapist. Not because, you know, if you've listened to it, you would have heard him say, I don't suffer with mental health issues. But him and his wife, they, they, they have a therapist that they talk to and it's... It's kind of like a coach, but therapists are trained in different area. You know, when I coach people, it's it's coming from a place of experience, whereas the therapist can really kind of dig deep into your trauma and help you unpack it. And that's really what you need to start doing with that real deep trauma. Because if you've been abused, if you've had rejection, heartbreak, family problems, if someone's died, these are really deep traumas, okay? Some people call it your inner child. I believe, like, I still feel like a kid. And people that I speak to when I, you know, if they're open enough and vulnerable enough with me, they still feel like a kid. So why... Do we go day after day after day after day hammering this little kid with negativity and the pain of the past hooked on his or her back? You know, you would not wish that upon your children. So why do you do it to yourself? Okay, so some really good points here. The day to day, the veneer, what's bubbling on the surface, you can control. In some regards, in some respects, you can control. If there's a negative person that's making you anxious, you can move away from them. You can choose not to spend time with negative people. Um, Whether it's a negative family member, you know, you've got to do something that breaks that cycle for you. Maybe even explain to them you, you don't want their negativity in your life. You know, you it's you at the end of the day. I know if, if, you know, if you don't want to upset the water or, you know, if it's a spouse, a partner um, who you're in love with or are married to, you know, this can be quite scary to have conversations with people like that for fear of what they're going to say back to you. But I'll be honest, if the result of you being honest and vulnerable is the end of that relationship. And that relationship has, if you're only thinking about this right now, and that relationship after 10 years, 12 years, 15 years, however long, has made you unhappy, deeply unhappy, then it's probably best that that relationship dissolves. And that is what people are scared of. They are scared of the unknown. But if you can face that fear with strength that you have because you do have it if you can face those fears what's on the other side is 
unimaginable. It is a different life. Like I am sitting in a place now. I mean, we're, we're you know we've had a, a very strange year, the coronavirus pandemic. Twelve months ago, I was in a completely different place. Completely different, different business, different house, different friends at the time, you know, and I've took a, taken such a leap into a different life that all through it, man had its anxieties, had its triggers, but I kept going, I kept believing in myself, and I kept trusting myself. And when that anxiety came up, when that depression came up, I just said, not today. No way. You're not getting me today. I'm going to put you on that shelf and I'm going to go with what my gut's telling me, what my heart's telling me, go in that direction because I am important. Even when these negative thoughts are flying in, you know, trying to distort my vision, trying to knock me off course, I still just keep going in that one direction, even if it's so scary and no one has got your back. If you feel it and you know you feel it, it's going to be right. And don't get the fear mixed up, guys and girls, because fear will stop you doing something. If you're scared of it, it's usually because it's the right thing to do. Okay, so we've done the day-to-day, we've done the deep trauma. You know, if you are really suffering from some real deep stuff that you haven't put to bed, you, um, you know, it still lives inside you in some capacity, things that weren't said, this is work that, you know, you can really do with a therapist or, you know, just mind yourself and just be kind to yourself and just make sure that, you know, you're not discounting your life to make other people happy. That's so big. And it's scary. But if you feel like shit, if you feel terrible in your environment and the people that you're around, if they make you feel horrific, why would you discount your happiness to make those people happy just because it's your husband or wife or your mum or your dad or whoever? I'm not trying to break families up here. I'm just trying to really, you know, get to a point where you can actually see the wood for the trees and start to really have some deep conversations with yourself. Actually, I don't, that's my boundary and they keep crossing it. That's my boundary and it's every day getting trodden down. Be firm. Look after yourself, okay? And when you can get to a place where you can trust yourself, so when you're faced with such a fearful uh situation yeah it's going to be scary but you've got your day to day you can do your breathing you can uh do your sight do your smell do your meditation whatever it takes 
and you can just ground yourself, but then you ultimately know, even though that scary thing's right in front of you and you've got to go through it, if you trust yourself and just trust that it's going to be okay, because nine times out of ten, it is. It is going to be okay. It's the perceived threat that is greater than the actual reality. How many times have you been through an exam and come out the other side and done done okay? Or, you know, how many times have you gone into a job interview and absolute balls of sweat, but when you came out of it, you did fine? You know what I mean? Like, if you can just grab that confidence of the after thought or the aftermath before it actually happens if you can get that confidence you're going to stand like a better chance to just enjoy yourself so trust the process enjoy yourself everyone's happy so right i'm going to leave this one there um hopefully this has been you know a good insight into the way my mind works and what i do when i suffer with this anxiety day after day. Um, you know, there's some tips in there. You don't have to live your life by anything that I'm saying. Um, this is just merely suggestions. And uh, it's just stuff that I do that I know that I needed help with when I really needed it. So hopefully this podcast is reaching out to you guys and girls that really need this right now. And stay tuned every week. I'm going to try and get a new guest on every two weeks i'll do um one of these myself every two weeks so it'll give you a good mixture of um you know other people's stories and what i'm going through and uh yeah i hope this has helped every single one of you that's listened today if you do want to get onto the podcast if you do want to become a guest on here um please contact me through instagram or um or facebook wherever um and just yeah let's let's get in touch and let's share your story if you want to be open and vulnerable and share how you've come through your hardships with other people because it really does help and that is all i'm trying to do here is help so thank you everyone for tuning in for getting this far for listening every single week it's amazing it really is cool so i will see you all next week and yeah i hope this has really helped you thank you